You are listening to Balanced Living Weekly, episode number 75 with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Balanced Living Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And from Holland, I am Father Roderick. And we are here on a weekly basis to talk about our pursuit of a balanced and healthy lifestyle, bringing to you our own journey, sharing in your journey together as a community, trying to maintain a proper balance of health, fitness, spiritual life, whatever it is for you, whatever your goals are. That's what we're here to talk about. And uh, Father Roderick, I am excited because I finally feel like I have something encouraging to share. Oh, good. I need the encouragement because I've had another tiring week with uh, sleep deprivation and um, just too much work and uh, not not enough time. So I'm, I'm looking for inspiration. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I feel really good about what my new routine is. And, and of course, I always hesitate to say I'm in a new routine because it seems like I get into one of these things, I, I sometimes will achieve great success for as much as maybe even, I don't know, what, a a week, two weeks, something like that, sometimes a month even, or even mm-hmm. two or three months, and, and, and something happens and, and throws me off the track and whatever the case may be. But I, I think it's safe to say now that I am finally on a new routine and one that I think is going to maintain this for the long haul. And that is... Oh, good. I, I am back to my early to bed, early to rise. I'm very yeah. happy to say that. But not only that, but I am doing my walks, my intentional physical activity in the morning again. And uh-huh. I'm consistent with it. And and so I know we talked about this a little bit before, but I'm this, this is the second week in a row that I've been able to accomplish it multiple days back to back. And I'm really feeling like I'm back into the swing of things. And it has already helped reduce a great deal of um, pain that I was experiencing in my back uh, that, oh, really? that had been plaguing me the last couple of weeks, if not months. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know about that. Yeah. It, it had gotten so bad that the, uh, you know, obviously sitting all day long, uh, just yeah. in the same position when I go to stand up, I'm like, Oh my back, that kind of deal. And, Oh yeah. And I'm doing the lower back. Exactly. Lower back pain. And so it was just so painful and and so much so that the pain was so excruciating that oftentimes I would just not breathe when I move because if I don't if I just hold my breath it, the pain's not as bad and I found oh, my myself God. holding my breath all day long and same thing it, you know getting in bed rolling from one side to the other in bed and getting out of bed in the morning was just so excruciatingly painful that's not good i didn't know it was that serious yeah it was that's- is pretty bad, and and the well, I guess one thing I should say, and and many people I may not even know this. I don't know how often I share it, but uh, I have I was I have actually ankylosing spondylitis, which is uh, it is a genetic it's Potter uh, thing you do with your magic wand, like yeah, <laughs> sounds <like> spell. <laughs> it basically it it's 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 genetic arthritis, which means that I was born with it, and. Wow. And uh, what happens with ankylosing spondylitis, like, for example, your spine, if if it's not flexed enough, and of course, eventually they say it'll do it anyway. But yeah. uh, if, if, if you don't get enough flexibility in your spine, your spine will start your the your bones will start fusing together. And so oh. they, will, they will become uh, one bone and, yeah. it, and it's quite painful. And so I believe that's what I had been experiencing is just that, you know, I, I just is getting to the place where my bones are. Now, if I if I don't get some flexibility and some physical activity, mm. these bones are just gonna. They're, I'm gonna be fused, leaning over forward, and anytime I go to stand up, it's just going to start cracking and breaking and and all kinds of nasty stuff. So, yeah. Oh gosh. But, did, did you have uh, like um, uh, an X-ray or uh, of your back and see where where it's at? Well, or is that a very expensive? Of course, the situation in, in the U.S. with the healthcare is is very different from Europe. So I don't know if that's even something yeah. that people do. But uh, yeah. no, I, I've I've been to specialists many times for this kind of stuff, and and um, you know, the one thing I had I had it really bad in my hip for the longest time. Um, uh-huh. You know, and and I went to a specialist, and he says, "I'm sorry, there's nothing you can do." 
oh. you know, about your pain in, in your hip. And I mean, literally, I, I couldn't stand on one, you know, on, I couldn't put any weight on one of my legs. My hip hurt so bad. It was, oh, wow. it, it was same kind of deal. And he says, listen, your, your, your hip is fusing to your pelvis and you know, there's nothing you can do. Uh, the best we can do is maybe give you a steroid, a massive steroid shot. But the thing is, mm-hmm. of course, that's going to weaken your immunity. Uh, or, you know, you, we could do a hip replacement once it, you know, becomes so painful, you can't do anything. Otherwise you just, you just need to load up on anti, uh, inflammatories and try to kill <laughs> the pain. Oh, and that, that was, that's exactly what my doctor told me. I said, no, wait a second. You know, and I asked him, I said, here's the situation. I'm making some serious life changes in my life. Mm-hmm. I want to know, am I going to hurt myself further if I start rig- rigor- rigorous mm-hmm. physical activity? Yeah. And I'm talking about, you know, I, I want to start doing some crazy, insane, I'm, I'm going to start getting physically fit. And he says, he, he, he assured me that it wasn't going to help me. Uh, it wasn't going to do anything about this pain that I have in my hip, but mm-hmm. he he assured me at, also that I wouldn't make the condition any worse. The condition is just what the okay. condition is. Well, I want to tell you, um, that's when I started working out. That's when I started my initial walking, my 10,000 steps a day program a long time ago. Huh. And uh, it took about two or three months before that pain in my hip went away. But I haven't had pain in my hip for well over a year now. Mm, interesting. And, and, it does jive with what, what I've heard on so many different podcasts, be it uh, uh, Dr. Monty's show or, or uh, Jillian Michaels, where I think Jillian Michaels herself has some kind of a bone condition or uh, something that resembles arthritis. And so she has to move a lot in order to kind of slow it down. Yep. So it's, uh, and, and I remember my father also uh, last, a uh, couple of months ago had, a lot of lower back pains and um and it turns out that it's it's kind of the big his uh how do you call that bone that is between the hard parts of your uh of your back the the, the stuff that is flexible just um, just your spine your, your yeah your, so your, spine is like all these discs right yeah. but in between the discs yeah, some but, other type of bone yeah i know what you're talking about and that's exactly what mine is is where it starts fusing those together yeah, and my dad has this condition where it 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 starts to disappear, and then so you get a lot of friction between the discs, and there's not enough kind of flexibility flexibility, and so your your um, the, the nerves uh, start to kind of act up, and that's and and so the doctor told him that probably the severe severity of uh, of the condition is is also due to the fact that he's been living a very sedative. Uh, how do you is that Sedent- sedative? Sedentary. Sedentary. Not a sedative. <laughs> he's been sedated most of his life. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very sedentary lifestyle where he's always sitting at his desk and never, you know, the only walk that he had was to go walk to dogs. Um, and the, the, his doctor told him to, uh, you know, whatever you do, you know, just, just start moving. It won't hurt you. And it can potentially improve the situation a little bit or at least uh, alleviate the pain. So... Yeah. I don't know. It's probably a very different uh, condition, but uh, I've never heard that, that that moving or working out, unless there is real damage, uh, but but it, it can't really hurt you. Yeah, that, that's what it, that's what the doctor told me. He says, "Listen, it's not going to hurt you." But he he assured he, the thing is he he was so certain that that with my hip, he said, I, I, "I've got your X rays right here. Your bones are fusing together. They they are becoming one." You're and, like the term, Terminator. Yeah, the one uh, the liquid metal. But I must have broke them apart because, you know, I, uh-huh. I, I can get out there. I mean, they're, well, gosh, they're mid and many times I've been out there jogging. I used, uh, I, at my best, I was out there jogging a, uh, a 5K on the tre- treadmill like three days a week. So, so certainly my hip is no problem anymore. And I'm, I'm doing so much better. My back is, is feeling pretty darn good. I can actually, you know, I can move around. I mean, it, it's still, I, it's still a little sore. But, mm-hmm. uh, but I'll tell you what, just, uh, so far it's been seven or eight, uh, three to five mile walks each day yeah. and I'm already feeling a lot better and, uh, and, and it's improving every day. That's great. Yeah. And it's, especially with the kind of work that you do, uh, there's a lot at stake. Uh, and so if this helps, that's, that's another impetus to, uh, keep going. Yeah. Well, so you, I'm glad to be on. I'm glad to be on on a place where I'm I'm experiencing success once yeah. again. And for me, that that this is it. It means a lot. 
And every time I start to experience success, I start to ask myself, okay, how can I maintain the success? How, you know, in my mind, how can I justify that I feel like, you know, I am going to continue to maintain success? And I think what what I've come down to is is there was times when I remember recording those Pursuing a Balanced Life podcasts where I said, mm-hmm. you know what, this is it. This is the answer. I have to be up here. The, going out and walking first thing in the morning, if I do it in the afternoon, it's going to get pushed off till the evening. Then it's going to get pushed off until late evening. And then it, eventually it's going to stop happening. I know that if I do it in the morning, it's out of the way. And especially when you're calorie counting like I am, there's nothing better than starting the day off going out for physical activity, having yourself a decent breakfast, and then the next thing you know, it's time for lunch and you're ready to eat lunch and you're all and you're still at negative 280 calories for the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> so it, there's there's so much in my mind that happens when I put my physical activity in the morning. And I know this is this really? is old news. They've heard Cliff talk about this stuff in the in the past and all this other stuff. You know what? Sometimes I just need to be reminded of mm-hmm. how much. And so so for me, I am back into early to bed, early to rise, but this time that physical activity in the morning and I'm starting to see so many benefits from it and and I'm praying that I can just keep it up. And Stephanie's uh, you know, she's like, because there, there's some mornings. I'll be honest with you. I just, it's like I get out of bed and I, I'm up and I'm ready, but I'm not. I don't want to walk out that door. And and the thing that I know is that ten minutes into my walk, I'm feeling good. Yeah, I had that last Sunday when I didn't want to go out for a run. I was tired, and uh, I was like, I know that I'm gonna feel great once I'm running. And uh, first mile, uh, like, oh, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be doing this. And then after a while, I realized all of a sudden that I love being outside. It is great to be running. And and it's like I come back and all the sleep is gone and I feel good. Yeah. And whereas I was almost a zombie in the, the before I went out for, for a run. So it's it's this initial decision to, you know, put on your, your running shoes and, and, and get out there and just do it. And I, I've been uh, procrastinating a few days now. Uh, where I, I should be running every day to get ready for a half marathon in um, September, I think. And, uh, and and the day before yesterday and yesterday and this morning, I told myself, I'm so tired. I need more sleep. I need to take it easy in the morning. I'll run in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. It never happens. It, it never happens. There's not one single day that I can remember where I took that decision that I'm going to run in the afternoon. You know, I don't, it's just, it doesn't materialize. <laughs> I know that feeling. I I do. It, it's it, there's something about the morning. There's something powerful about the morning, about starting your day that way. And 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 for me, it's great because you know I get up in the morning, I I come home, I I walk in the house, I I grab a you know a ten minute shower and put some clothes on, and by golly, I am I'm ready to take over the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how much time do you take for uh, for that walk? I, I schedule an hour. Um, my, oh. I basically schedule an hour for the physical activity. And um, within that hour, I can walk somewhere between three to five miles. That's good. Yeah. That's, and, that's really good. Yeah. And, and, and the one thing I can tell you is that I've, I've burned some calories this way. I mean, my, my calorie count. Now, I have been uh, doing some extreme calorie counting, getting myself back into my routine and mm-hmm. uh, I've been limiting myself to 1,500 calories a day, which is what I would need to lose two to three pounds a week. And uh, I, I know that you need a minimum, your body needs a minimum of 1,200 calories a day uh, to, to keep from going into starf- starvation mode. And uh, I have been somewhere between, uh, you know, on the lower end of the 1,200 to 1500 calories every day. That's been my limit that I've allowed myself. And, uh, and, um, you know, and actually my net calories, because I actually work out quite a bit and that, you know, that's consumed calories, but my net calories have been under a thousand some days because I burned off so many calories and I, and I just wasn't replacing them because I figure I got enough around my belly area to, to feed my body. (laughs) Uh, and, and it's working. I, I think so far this week I've lost about three or four pounds already. That is great. You you know this this new life or this this renewed lifestyle uh, with the combination of uh, of walking and eating a healthy uh, diet. 
can add to 8 to 15 years to your life, according to uh, new research that was done here in the Netherlands at the University of Maastricht. I saw this uh, news uh, a week ago, and I was like, I need to mention this on the show because this is this is proof. This is this is we're talking scientists that have examined this, uh, and it's, so it's not just an opinion of Ian, you know, like a diet guru who might say that. But um, this this is very big research. They followed uh, hundred and twenty thousand people. Uh, so this is not a lot of the research that you find in uh, news about health and diet is is oftentimes uh, based on very small focus groups of uh, you know a hundred people or sometimes even less than that, mm-hmm. and then the headlines scream like you know eating whipped cream for the rest of your life will uh, f- prevent your hair from falling out based <laughs> on research done uh, on thirty people you know yes <laughs> and uh, but th- so this is uh, this is. Pretty rigorous scientific research because not only did they uh, follow 120,000 people, but they followed them for 25 years. Wow. They started in 1986, where most of the contestants were between 50... Oh, contestants. (laughs) (laughs) We watch too much reality television, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 120,000 contestants <laughs> that were up for the title of longest living <laughs> the next American longest living uh, Dutchman uh, no, so the, the participants were between uh, 55 years and 69 years old when, when this research started and uh, they examined four uh, factors uh, whether they smoked or not and if they smoked how much whether they moved so f- you know the, the fitness uh, and, and the intensity of that, uh, their uh, the, the, their diet, and then also weight, and that's what they measured. So they had to keep logs, and uh, and 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 so they, they every year they would gather that data. I don't know how how often that was logged, but uh, you know you gather an immense amount of uh, of data. And what the research now now has shown because it's, it's they've. Con- con- that quarter of a century research, they showed that if um, you follow, if your lifestyle consists of being a non-smoker, you move every day at a minimum of 30 minutes. So that's really pretty minimal. I mean, 30 minutes, it's, that's, uh, that's, that's not too, too bad. No. Nope. Uh, if you follow a Mediterranean diet, which means you eat lots of vegetables, fruit, uh, nuts, fish... Uh, whole grain products and uh, things like olive oil. Yeah, and lean, and, and, and lean meat like uh, fish and chicken. Yes, but uh, if you focus on on the the you know the the, the fruit vegetables and 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 that sort of stuff, and, and meat is only a, a, a small portion of your diet, and even alcohol can be part of that diet. Uh, it's between half uh, or two glasses uh, of wine per day. So that's that's apparently is part of that that lifestyle. Um, in uh, uh, the results show that this lifestyle would uh, add fifteen years to the lifespan of women and eight and a half years to the lifespan of men. So mm-hmm. it was a was a minimum of eight and a half years of difference between men that lived that healthy lifestyle with a Mediterranean diet and those that did not. And of course, there, there are lots of variations in there. But uh, this is, you know, you, you can, um, you, there's kind of a like a, a general, uh, how do you say that, um, a, a general increase of, of life expectancy of 15 years for women and eight and a half years for men. I would take those eight and a half years. That's Heck the yeah. difference between... Uh, Let's say uh, dying at uh, 75 or dying at uh, 83 or 84. Yeah. And uh, so I, th- I thought it was really, really cool. Um, and of course, there are always cases where, you know, someone lives a super healthy lifestyle and still gets cancer, et cetera. But that's why I think it's so interesting that they took 120,000 people. So then you can get to see the, the, the broad uh, uh, percentages. Yeah. And so... Uh, wow, I, I thought it was a tremendous uh, um, uh, motivation to stick to that healthy lifestyle. And, and another thing that I liked about this research is that they had a lot of participants that were 55 years old. 
Um, and it's still, once they switch to this healthy lifestyle, that they, they add it to their life expectancy. So it's, it's not that, gosh, I, you know, it's too late. It's, it's apparently never, never really too late. It will immediately result in, uh, in, in more years that you can live on this planet. Yeah, that, that's the point. As, as long as you're breathing and you can, you can make the choice to eat some healthy foods and if you can get if you can actually, and it doesn't have to be jogging, it doesn't have to be running, it doesn't have to be all that. If you can just walk 30, 45 minutes a day, five days a week, and you can change the way you eat, you still have time. There is nobody out there. I mean, it, it, just go back and watch that fat, sick, and nearly dead we talked about last week and yep. look at the truck driver. I mean, he's, just, he's, on, he's on the verge of death. Absolutely. And he had 40 years to his lifespan. Exactly. <laughs> just you know, by- I was watching uh, the uh, Ice Road Truckers. As you know, I am I am currently enthralled in this series. I'm on I'm, I'm halfway through the second series season. You know, Cliff, I would I would be enthralled by that series as well if I lived in in the climate conditions that you guys are in in the United <laughs> States. That way, if I would want to see it. I would just see stuff with ice and snow in it. Yes, <laughs> it is. It is very nice to watch during the summertime. That's for sure. <clears throat> I go to bed at night and and we have a ceiling fan on and we have a, a a fan on the floor and it's blowing on us and so uh-huh. it, it's kind of cool and and i i close my eyes and just imagine that i'm i'm sitting in the cab of my ice road truck <laughs> 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 so anyway I, i'm watching uh season two of ice road truckers my one of my favorite uh truckers uh is alex debogorski Mm-hmm. And uh, he happens to anyway in in this episode he they were asking I guess something about you know getting out in physical activities like yeah you know my thoughts on exercises that you know well I I don't have time for it I I work all the time and you know it's it's negative forty six negative sixty degrees out here most nights when I'm done working and it's too much to go and he goes yeah you know and you know I enjoy life I I like what I eat I like how I do things and you know what? And, and I, and I enjoy life and I figure, you know, I'm going to live until, you know, basically God's going to, when God's done with me, God's going to take me. That's how I look at it. You know, I'm, you know, I'm not going to live a day longer than what God wants. And, and so when it's my time to go, it's my time to go. If I go through the ice today, I go through the ice today. It's my time to go. And, and he says, he goes and you know, I see all these people and he goes, I don't have anything against those, those health people, you know, the people that, eat all the healthy stuff and they're out working out and exercising every day and stuff like that. You know, that's all great and everything because you know, when it's all said and done, when, when we're dead, so they'll, they'll be skinnier than I am. Not a big deal. And of course we're halfway through the, uh, we're halfway through this season. He just said that at the beginning of season two, I'm halfway Uh through, uh, season two now and he's just been sent home. He was medevaced out from, uh, uh, some heart related issues, and had uh, some blood clots on his, in his uh, lungs. Oh, and God. yeah, which you know, fortunately for me and for him, I've I'm actually concurrently watching season seven, which is currently on the History Channel live. You know, as things are going, to, and I know that he's in season seven, so I know he makes it back. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, it, it it was it's just like you know what? There's a lot of people who think that you know, it's like you you know what? I'm gonna live to be whatever that you know. It's not a big deal. You know, and those mm. people that work out there, you know, that some of them are going to die, you know, it's, but the thing is, I really, I do believe that we have a lot to do with how long we live on this earth, at least in some aspects of it. I mean, well, yeah, I think it's always a little bit unfair towards God to say, you know, whenever God is done with me, he'll come and take me because God might have plans for you to, to live to the age of 90 and then you go mess those plans up by having this very unhealthy lifestyle. And it's like at 55, they need to you know, prepare your room. Yeah. The, and of course, we don't, we don't want to turn this into some kind of theological thing for predetermination and all that other stuff. So that's not this show. And no, but I think it is. Uh, you you got to be careful with that t- kind of kind of reasoning because it, it feels like that's a very cheap way to get get rid of your own responsibility. I I I'm I'm on your side of the fence on that one. If so, God doesn't so. want me to eat this chicken wing, he'll knock he it out will of my zap it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there will be this, <laughs> this 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 lightning flash, and it will evaporate in front of me. God, oh, well, I, 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 I suppose I'm supposed to. I, I'm supposed to eat this. <laughs> God, I'm I, I'm feeling tempted to eat a 
13th piece of apple pie. If you don't want me to eat it, please make it just disappear. You know? Send me an angel. <laughs> Send me a sign. Anyway, but I, I just thought it was, in, you know, because, you know, when I heard him say it I, I, in the beginning of the season, I'm just like, man, I I remember when I used to think little thoughts like that. I may never have spoken those things out loud, but, you know, I, it's just like I, re, I remember when that was my attitude towards people who ate healthy and talked about, eat, you know, living a healthy lifestyle and physical fitness and all that stuff. And, you know, it took me going into the hospital to mm. to and, and almost dying there to to really wake me up and i see the benefits of what's going on in my life as the result of the changes that i've made and 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 here's the thing you know i hate to point this out but uh he's made two references to his wife and her being overweight mm-hmm. and and uh you know and i'm like dude i mean it's like how can you not see that you have a sense of influence here, you know, and, yeah. and he's got a, oh, by the way, did I mention he has 11 children? Oh my. Yeah. And so I, I mean, it, it's like, a lot of reasons to, uh, to change. Exactly. Exactly. And so, man, I, I just, I, you know, I watch ice road truckers and sometimes I wonder why am I so enthralled in this? And it's like, for me, it's, it's a study of human life. I love seeing these stories. I love seeing these people and, and seeing them, <laughs> you know, hopefully some of them grow over time and, and stuff like that. And, and it's just seeing somebody else in their own environment and, and how they react to what their environment and what their circumstances are. And, and sometimes there's a glimmer of hope and sometimes there's despair and, 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 and it helps me to evaluate, you know, in try to relate my life to some of the things that I see and how I've reacted. And it's like, Oh yeah, I remember when I used to have that mindset. Now you've added some a new series to my to watch list. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I cannot I'm tell addicted. you. I am so addicted to ice road truckers. But when I see those titles, I always wonder how is that going to entertain me more than ten minutes? It's like the the crab fishers, the deadliest catch. Yeah, I've I've never watched that one. I I saw a, a glimpses of it. I was like, how can that be interesting to see people on a ship and they go fishing? Like, and then the other day I found um, uh, a, a DVD for just two bucks in the store and it was like the best of season three. And I watched it and it was just like what you describe about ice truckers. You're like, this is amazing because you follow these people, you get to know them, you go through all sorts of hardships with them. And that's what, that's the secret sauce. That's, that's why it is so enthralling. And, and uh, wow, that was amazing. So I, I guess that Ice Road Truckers is is very similar in in styles. So I it I'll, is. I'll watch that. I'll, t- I'll tell you what you should do is is start off look up uh, I. It's actually called um, I R T Deadliest Highways because that's how I got hooked. Because I would have never Ice Road Truckers. That just doesn't even sound appealing to me. All right. Mm-hmm. So is it's called I R T deadliest highways and and it's basically the ice road truckers you know that we've that they, people have come yep. to know and they pull them off the ice roads and send them to india to drive these trucks through the himalayan mountains which oh. which um these trucks are made of wood and uh basically they they have these super super thin roads that are carved into the side of these massively tall mountains <laughs> yeah i'm on the website yes and oh it's my- Gosh, it's crazy awesome. picture on a, on a small wooden bridge did, <laughs> yeah. collapsing. Did you see, did you ever watch tw- 24 with Keith or Sutherland? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever, have you ever watched an episode of ever? Well, several of those episodes where the next thing you know, it's like it's commercial break time. And then all of a sudden you find yourself going, <gasps> I forgot to breathe that entire yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> That's IRT the entire episode. Really? Yes. It hooked me. It hooked me. So that's on the History Channel. It's on the History Channel. Okay, I'll have to look for this on DVD because I don't think we have the History Channel, but we do have Discovery and and um, National Geographic. But I think uh, the Ice Road Truckers are on Discovery. Yes, but we'll see. Yep. Anyway, Very, so you know, what does that? What question? Real quick question here. What does yeah. that have to do with a balanced, healthy living? You know, why why would we spend five, ten minutes talking about what TV show we love and enjoy? And I want to, I want to give my answer, and I and I'll let you answer. But for me, uh, to be honest with you, I need just to, I I need unwind time, and I need to just sit back and relax and just watch something that doesn't really mean anything. 
You know, I, for me, I sit down and I enjoy an episode of Ice Road Trucker at least once every other day just for pure relaxation and enjoyment. Mm-hmm. For me, it's uh, the, the reason that we talk about it is because this is a balanced living podcast. And, and so a podcast needs balance. And if we constantly talk about these serious issues, sometimes you just need to go on a tangent and, 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 and jump into a rabbit hole and yes. talk about passions. And, and in a way, you know, these series, especially the, um, the ones where you follow other people's lives, lives and it's more of a documentary type of uh, show, I enjoy that because I always wonder, uh, what would I do in such a situation? Yes. And so it, it reminds me, I have a choice in life. I can determine how I live my life. And, and sometimes these adventures even makes me make me want to make more of my life and get more out of it instead of just, you know, sitting here and, and, and doing the same routine time and again. Uh, there is more to life than than just the routines and uh and sometimes i'm not sometimes i'm just living like a zombie and and you know weeks pass by and nothing really changes because i've forgotten about my true ideals and my big goals and i'm just focusing on the little stuff that you forget as soon as you've done it yep yep and in a way all you that we we got a question that i want to tackle uh next on on the show from someone who is right at the beginning of his journey uh, Colin in the chat room, uh, he, he he enjoys listening to our banter and to, to the topics that we talk about, but he has great trouble getting started. So his big question is, you know, I weigh 288 pounds. I need to change. I want to change, but it's so hard. Where do I begin? You know, what to do? And I think the first thing I want to say is, you need to have a goal. You need to set yourself this goal of, of uh, and, and visualize how your life can be if you start to ch- this journey. It's one of the things that, that um, Jillian Michaels uh, uh, insists on uh, a lot on the show, but also she wrote a book about actually about this. Uh, and she uh, linked uh, to an old episode uh, that she recorded of her podcast and uh, she goes through the book. And actually, I thought it was a bad show for her because if you listen to that podcast, you don't need to read the book anymore because I think she <laughs> summarizes almost everything in there. And it's much nicer to listen to her talking about it than just read it. Uh, I, I'd rather just listen to that show a couple of times. But she, she talks about the, um, the, you know, when you sit down and think about how, can my, how could my life be? in the future. And she insists on how important it is to make it as specific as possible and to visualize it. And, you know, just think about running around with your kids outside and being able to, I don't know, accomplish, do a 10K run and feel great in the morning. You wake up and you've got lots of energy for whatever you need to do. Uh, looking great, you know, your wife being proud of you, uh, you, looking totally different uh, on your passport or on your driver's license than you do now. And she's like, make that as specific as possible because the more you visualize it, the more you will have uh, energy to start to begin the change. If it's just this, this thing in the back of your mind, like I should really actually really do live a different lifestyle. I should eat more, uh, more of a balanced diet you know, I shouldn't, uh, as long as it's abstract like that, there is no energy from, from that. And, 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 and what is even worse is if, if you, you just, you know, it's like, well, other people think that I should change, but I don't even have the energy for that. Yeah. So, so she's always like, first find that, that motivation inside yourself. And it's, it's been done by setting this, you know, visualizing what your life can be uh, if, if you begin this journey. And then Cliff, I, I want to just get your take on this. What what would you say to Colin? Well, how, he, how so? Colin sounds sounds like he's starting out at two hundred eighty eight pounds, and and that's in in my mind, it's still not too far from two hundred seventy six pounds. You know, and that's where I was when I started. Mm-hmm. And so, and and for me, I want to tell you that um, I I literally started out with a pedometer. Um, and, and I started out reading about this 10,000 steps a day program. I, I, I had not yet worked on my food intake. I had not yet worked on, you know, the type of food, you know, calories for me, it was just the first step was getting physically active. 
And I remember reading about this 10,000 steps a day. You put this pedometer on, measure it, and, and your goal <laughs> should be to walk 10,000 steps every day. And if you do that, you add years to your life, blah, 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 blah. Well, it turns out that after I figured out how many steps I could get in a day and measuring how many miles it was, it turns out that that's five miles a day. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's a lot of walking. It uh, is. Every day. So I, I got this pedometer and at 276 pounds, I'm out walking. And, mm. and, and by the way, I'm, I'm sitting at home most of my day. And actually, even when I was working at the insurance agency, you know, I, I'm working at the insurance agency. I, I get up in the morning, I get dressed, I walk to my car, drive to work, get out of the car, walk into the office, sit all day and drive home, then go drive home and I, and I come home. Maybe I go out to lunch and I might walk to, you know, to, into the restaurant, walk out of the restaurant. And I learned that, you know, with having a pedometer on, and this is what I would even recommend unless you really want to get started right away, uh, just put a pedometer on and measure how many steps you take in a day without doing anything intentional. And what I learned is that I was I was about 300 steps a day on average. That, okay. my friends, is sedentary. All right? Yes. And, and if you're 288 pounds, I would assume that your average daily step count is probably somewhere around, you know, less than 1,000 for sure. Um, or, unless you're eating a lot of calories on top of it. So let's let's go let's go one step before this, um, just to 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 make sure we re, we remove all the roadblocks because I know that there are some people that are like a pedometer. Yeah, where am I going to get one? That's not something I find in the supermarket. So how how do how do we get a pedometer? Sure, go to gspn.tv/pedometer. I'm just checking to make sure this link still works because I used to get asked this all the time. And there uh -huh. it is, gspn.tv forward slash pedometer, P-E-D-O-M-E-T-E-R. So gspn.tv forward slash pedometer will forward you to where you can buy one online. And it, specifically, it's the one that I used, and it works great. And of course, any of them will work. Um, and you just clip it onto your belt and, and, and just leave it on all day long. And at the end of the day, you see how many steps that you've walked. But uh, so, yeah, does that answer the question you're looking for? Sure. Yeah. yeah. OK. So and, and these things and by the way, these things are cheap. The, the one that I link to is pro. Well, let me click on the link there and I'll tell you how much that particular one is. And mine was a fancy one. Nine dollars and eighty six cents. So there you go. Uh, and you can pick these up. They're, they're about ten to fifteen dollars is what you should look to spend on on a pedometer. Anyway, so one of the things that I realized is that I'm walking on average about 300 or 400 steps a day. And my goal, you know, you're talking about visualizing a goal. My goal is I want to get to 10,000 steps a day. So I start walking. And the very first week I, I, I said to myself, you know what? My hip hurts. It, I can just barely walk. I, I, but I want to start somewhere. I'm just going to go out and walk for half an hour and see how far I get and see how many steps. And it started out that my, you know, I was walking, tw I, I've got myself the first week, I think I walked right around 1,200 steps a day. That's not much, mm -hmm. but it got me moving. And guess what? Even at that little bit, because of how heavy I was, I was starting to lose weight already. Right. Just that little bit started to well, help me lose weight. You're, you're carrying around a lot of extra weight. A it's lot. Just what I love about The Biggest Loser when they show you at the end of the season, you know, they, they, they materialize what, what, what the weight that these contestants have lost. And it's usually in the form of sandbags and stuff. And it's like, <gasps> wow, I, they, I can hardly carry that. And it's a huge workout to carry that around. So in a way, if you start being, you know, obese and overweight, if any form of movement is already a workout in itself. Exactly. And so that's what I started. I started out with 50, or with 1,200 uh, steps on average is what I was walking that first week. And then I said, you, okay, so this is my average. This is me just, you know, just barely pushing myself, just doing intentional. Now, I know that if I can do 1,200, my goal next week, every week for the next week or every day for the next week is 2,000 steps a day. I'm going to force myself to do 2,000 steps a day. And that's mm -hmm. what I did. And, and what happened is, uh, you know, I'd go out to lunch instead of parking is, you know, spending, you know, an extra five minutes waiting to get a spot closest to the, you know, to the restaurant. I would actually park at the restaurant next to the restaurant I was going to. And guess what I'm doing? I'm walking across parking lots 
to get to the restaurant where I'm going to have lunch. And I would walk back. Um, church, the, the kids thought I was crazy. Um, we, we have church in a, that meets in a high school gymnasium. I, I parked, I would drop them off at the front door and I would park a half mile down the road and then walk to church. And then after church was done, I would go walk a half mile to the car and then come pick them up at the front door. I mean, I was getting crazy with it. So I forced myself to walk 2000 steps a day. And then what I did is I did that for a week and then, or maybe two weeks. And then I, I bumped it up to 3000 to 4000. And by the end of about five or six weeks, I was up to about eight or 9,000 steps a day. And then I went th- uh, probably about a month to two months where I was hitting 10,000 steps a day every single day without fail. And I was dropping weight like crazy. We're talking somewhere between two to four, sometimes much as much as seven pounds in a single week as a result of it. And that's how simple it is. You just turn it into a game, actually. Yep. And uh, you start counting or the device is counting for you. And then, and, and that's, that in itself is, is motivating to see that it, it actually has an impact. Yeah. Once you do that for a week, you've already, you have started. Yes. And you have accomplished something. And then I think that's the, the, the thing you, you need most. It's just this little step forward that makes you feel like, wow, I'm, I'm doing something. I'm, accomplish, I'm accomplishing something. And even if you were only to do that for a year, you would still lose lots of weight if you don't yeah. change your, your, your other patterns. Of course, you can accelerate that in many different ways. But that, that's, you know, don't, don't try to do everything at once because it becomes overwhelming. Don't, don't switch from a, you know, really high calorie uh, uh, diet to eating just carrots and, and salads because you're, you're going to do that for one or two days and then you're going to give up. Yep. The temptation to go to revert back will be way too big. So, so do, take small steps and make sure that the small steps kind of empower you and give you the feeling that, wow, I'm getting my life back. Yeah. And that will generate the energy for the next step. The second step that I took was uh, counting calories. And, and just like you said, I didn't go from eating pizza and cheeseburgers and French fries and, and all of that stuff to, to, to carrots and veggies, you know, just all that other green stuff. I, I, I did not switch my, the types of foods that I ate, but I did start learning about calorie counting. And so, so I started calorie counting and I, I said, oh, wait, there's this mathematical formula that guarantees me that if I eat, if I burn so many calories and I only eat so many calories, I can lose weight. And that's a guaranteed thing. Wow. I'm going to give that a try. And sure enough, it worked. And guess what? It even works if those calories that you're taking in are cheeseburgers and French fries. All right. So, mm-hmm. so for, for the longest, well, not for the longest time, but for, for a long time, I started calorie counting in conjunction with my physical activity and it even helped further and and i and and it wasn't until probably a com- couple months of what i call junk food dieting uh <laughs> you know i was i was a junk food calorie counter so i was eat, i was counting my calories but it was all junk food it, it, uh-huh. and and so that was even even still that was a part of the journey for me it was a part of the step it's, you know it was another step in the process and then once I got to the point where, you know, my, you know, I'm still experiencing some success here, I started to listen to podcasts. I, I heard Father Roderick talking about this crazy podcast called Fitness Rocks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, that doesn't sound like fun. And I started listening to it. And the guy convinced me of the medical benefits of actually changing the types of foods that I eat. It's like, yeah. wait a second. You mean, you know, this is linked to heart disease and this is linked. And if I just change this, there's studies that say that after three months of this, I can completely erase the last 30 years of my life of doing this. Seriously? Mm-hmm. And that started to really have an impact on my mind. And then I had this thing called a paradigm shift when I really thought about food from a different perspective. And I started to hear about the merits of the Mediterranean lifestyle. And so now I'm in this place where I believe in, you know, regular intentional physical activity, you know, that started out with just, you know, 1200 steps a day and now is, you know, three to five miles a day. And, you know, I started out with counting calories, but it was cheeseburgers and French fries and pizza and chips. But now I'm counting calories and it's it's uh, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts, oils and lean meat like fish and chicken. Hmm. And I feel great. Yeah, and that, that, so that that, is, that was a change that probably at the beginning of your journey you you wouldn't have thought possible. 
never thought possible. And same is true for, for Stephanie, your wife as well. Uh, I mean, if you had shown her a picture the way she looked from what she looks now and you had shown that to Stephanie from five years ago, she would probably have not believed it. She would have thought it was a Photoshop job, right? Yep. <laughs> so that's how things can change. But if you never set that first step, then uh, the, the rest is not going to follow automatically. It's not, it's not magic. You have to, you have to do something. But uh, small steps, yep. the, 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 what is it? The tortoise wins the race. Yeah. And, and, as long as you keep making these steps. And if you, if you fail, that's fail. Very important thing. If, if, if you give up at one point or, you know, it, it's like never, never stop. Just pick yourself up. Don't, don't. Uh, talk yourself down just think well okay I've had a period where I, I relapsed that's not a, that's I mean that's normal that was to be expected that's part of you know being a food addict it's like it's it's difficult to break a habit oh yeah addiction but as long as you just you you just get back in that routine make another small step and uh, you know it, it it might take a four or five small steps to get back to where you were when once you gave up but uh, any progress is positive. And will immediately add to your life expectancy and 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 your well being. Yes, I, I I still have to meet someone who said that since uh, he or she started to live a healthier lifestyle, you know, felt worse. <laughs> so everybody's like, I have more energy. I feel much younger now. I look better. You know, yeah. so we, we become those annoying. We all become those annoying people who now are trying to give you advice. Just get started. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the only well, thing that happens that's why I wanted to make sure it was really 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 specific in terms of just go get that pedometer yep. and start experimenting with that and you will have literally made your first steps yeah and there there is one other thing that I know Father Roderick you and I both wholeheartedly believe in and, I don't, and it's something that was crucial to both of our success that we mm -hmm. haven't mentioned yet so starting out with a pedometer starting out with a, something as simple as you know 1500 steps 1200 steps whatever the case may be there's one other key ingredient in starting that very first step, and that is tell somebody else your goals. Tell oh, yeah. either with one person, two or three people, 40 people, find a group somewhere, go somewhere, share with somebody, and publicly tell them what your goals are. And in my case, what I said is, listen, I want to let you know, I am sharing this with you. These are my goals, and I give you the authority and permission to ask me in a in a polite and gentle way, please, you know, how are you doing? How are you doing? Ask me as often as you like, but keep asking me, how am I doing? Because I, I want I want people to ask me. And and there's there's sometimes it's just the the fear of letting other people down was a good motivator for me. You know, it's just like recording an episode of Pursuing a Balanced Life, you know, every, every single every single day I don't work out is a day where I'm like, oh, I don't have something good to report to these people. I've got to go out. I got to get back into this. You know, doing balanced living weekly every week, it mm. is a great motivator for me to to get back on that horse every time I fall off. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. I forgot about that. Make yourself accountable. Share it with people that can support you. Create that support uh, structure around you. And and in a way, that's that's also part of why we, why we do this show. It's uh, we enjoy doing this, but we really, really think it's a uh, it can give you the kind of the you know the, the the weekly banter that will give you these little you know tiny bit of motivation to make another step do something and 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 we that's why also we talk about our failures because that's probably also part of your life and your journey as well and as long as we keep going we hope that you feel motivated to do the same indeed that is why we are here each and every week and by the way folks you can also call in and tell us what your what your experiences are what what are your goals and i, I imagine that after listening to this there's probably a handful of people who have just now said you know what I think I can go out and get a pedometer. I think I can start walking. I, 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 you know, I can walk. Maybe only 20 minutes a day. Maybe only 15 minutes a day. But I'm going to start somewhere. I'm going to call in and I'm going to let an entire community of people know that I am starting this journey. Tell us, tell us where you know your name, where you're calling from. 
share with us where you are right now and what you visualize yourself to be in the future and what you are going to do. It doesn't have to be walking. Maybe it's swimming every day. Maybe it's, you know, getting out a fitness DVD. Maybe it's who knows what it is. Tell us what it is. What is your first step? What are you doing to get started? And uh, give us a call 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. And let us know. We want to hear from you. Father Roderick, what else is going on in your world? I know that there's a new episode of The Break that just downloaded for me. Yep. It's uh, The Break. We've got another episode of Secrets of the Hobbit. Um, gosh, next week I'll be in Spain. Actually, uh, Saturday. I'm leaving uh, very early in the morning. Quarter, a quarter past, past four in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be an early riser that day. And so I'll be reporting uh, on like mini episodes of The Break uh, about what, what's going on there. And, uh, you know, it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because it means a bit of sunshine. We don't, we, we're living autumn right now in, in the month of August. It's crazy. It's terrible weather. Must but be you're nice. totally excited with <laughs> what you have. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, keep an eye on, um, on sqpn.com and you'll find, uh, that's where you'll find the updates. Very cool. Now you're going to Spain. You're leaving. You, when did you say you're leaving? Friday? Uh, Saturday, Saturday. Saturday morning. And when do you come back? And I come back on Sunday in the evening. So it's going to be one week. I'll be working uh, 14 to 16 hours a, a day. So do we, do we need to just uh, go ahead and let people know that there may not be an episode next week of Balanced Living Weekly? Uh, I do have internet in the uh, hotel. Okay a very good internet connection so let's do it in the same way that when i went on vacation you know if i if i'm online if i have a moment we'll do a show and if not we'll skip one yeah not a problem so there you go my folks uh, my folks my friends folks whatever (laughs) (laughs) anyway (laughs) my kids (laughs) any anybody listening uh (laughs) <laughs> we may or may not be here next week, and it all depends on uh, the the wonderful people that are behind the internet backbone. So anyway, Father Roderick, it is always a pleasure to speak to you each and every week. I love it. I can't wait to listen to the most recent episode of The Break. It's going to be fun to go out for my morning walk tomorrow and hear what's going on in your part of the world. All right. And right. I'm looking forward to listening right. to your shows. All right. Well, we'll talk to you all next week. Until next time, we encourage you to stay balanced. Balanced.